0: Bridge Toll, California customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand cave
0: rescue operation.
1: What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels. How
1: old is Ronaldo? What
0: happened with Big Brother good. Engagement. How long give? before a wedding should I send out and save the dates? How many are in the first series use of Use to playoffs. check to email best on best other best email spots. clients. Identify That's fonts
1: from where to find. We were four
0: Welcome back to. Industry Ranking Factors Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day covering what you need to know about the ranking factors that impact search visibility in your industry. Joining us for Industry Ranking Factors Week is Jordan Cooney, who is a world-renowned SEO strategist and the CEO of Searchmetrics, Inc. And today we're going to continue our conversation about industry ranking factors by talking about the ranking factors impacting visibility in the travel industry. Here is the fourth installment of Industry Ranking Factors Week with Jordan Cooney, Metrics' CEO and lead SEO strategist. Jordan, welcome back to Industry Ranking Factors Week on the Voices of Search podcast.
1: It's time to take off, Ben.
0: I see what you did there. We're getting on the private jet and we're heading back to the, <laughs> um, the mothership in in Germany, right?
1: That's right, yeah, I was actually hoping somewhere more tropical, but I guess I guess Germany will do. <laughs> what is
0: the the weather like back at the uh, search metrics corporate headquarters these days? I imagine it's still pretty cold.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're getting out of their gloomy phase and moving into uh, and moving into some sun. so
0: you know, let's stick here in Northern California and let's just talking about what's actually happening in the travel industry. Who do you see as the big players and what are the trends that you're seeing in
1: the travel industry? Yeah, so let's break down the travel industry into a couple of different buckets here to start off. First off, travel kind of is consumed largely by what we call the OTAs, so the Online Travel Agencies, these are the Expedias, the bookings, the travel zoos, and the so forth. Then we have what we call the brands, and these brands are the you know like the United, the Hiltons, and the so forth. And then lastly, we have a unique hodgepodge of what we uh, we like to call the content players. Um, and and these content players, there's the 800 pound gorilla in this particular sector, which is TripAdvisor, and their their ability to kind of overlay across all of the other two and, and really consume a lot of real estate in the SERPs. Knowing that, knowing how we, how we break this down, really where we spend a lot of our time is looking at how, there's, how volatility and ranking factors adjust for say OTAs versus brands and vice versa or content players in the two. What we've noticed probably the biggest shift are shifts that have taken place with TripAdvisor in particular, which TripAdvisor, in the way that they deal with their content, can really create dynamic transitions in terms of what's happening within the SERP. Recently, about mid year last year, we noticed that they had had some, some, some transitions and, and declines. And then recently, with Google's recent update, they also had some transition declines. And what that really does is it kind of recalibrates how not only the ranking factors are taking place, but really also how the different competitors are playing within the travel category.
0: So what I'm hearing from you is there's really three types of brands, right? There's the actual direct brands, the Marriott's, the Hilton's of the world. Then there's the aggregators, which are combining and allowing you to search across all of the multiple sites. And then there's the more content-centric plays. Primarily, you mentioned TripAdvisors, which are more you know user-generated content reviews, guides, um, you know, kind of multiple different types of content. But there's a question about, I guess, the value and the authenticity of that
1: content. Correct. And and maybe it's really also kind of a third kind of component is how Google's also changing in this space and where they're trying to say, define the different barriers between what you would really consider a very traditional travel transactional term, right? Like I want to buy a ticket or get a hotel room in the city. Versus I'm just trying to really do discovery and understand what it would be like to travel to, say, Peru or whatever place that you want to go to. And those are very different things. And Google's ability to kind of control those experiences is very volatile. And I think that it's, it's shifted a lot in the last 6 to 18 months.
0: Yeah, understanding the difference between research and the transactional phase seems like it's a complicated process. As these are established brands, lots of content, lots of pages. Let's talk about the actual ranking factors. What are the different ways that these multiple categories of businesses are driving visibilities? What are the ranking factors in the travel industry?
1: Some of the ranking factors in the travel industry include having really strong location based content. And so being able to distinguish exactly what a user wants when they search a specific Hawaiian island in a qualifier, say it be a hotel or an airfare or a an event or some sort of activity, those factors really are important in ensuring that that location experience is either holistic enough or specific enough in order to capture that searcher's attention. And so that is really the, the most dynamic ranking factor. And I know that that's a very hard one for everyone to kind of grasp. But that's really what we're dealing with here is how do we ensure that users are accessing the right content based on that travel experience that they are, they're seeking out?
0: So you didn't ask the question, but isn't the answer structured data, like isn't it formatting, you know, whatever you're reviewing or whatever the ticket is with the location and the price? Like, isn't that how you, you know, sort of get all of this information that Google is seeking, specifically the address to the search engine?
1: Oh, that's that's a really tough. That's such a great way of looking at it, and it's a really tough one to unpack. Uh, structured data does play a huge role in this, and that's one of the reasons why TripAdvisor has had such a really strong advantage in this market is because they can really map a lot of this structured data in a very strong way. And their ambition or their goal for the user isn't pure play cross sell, right? What I mean by pure play cross sell is I'm an OTA. Or I'm, I'm a brand. I sell hotel rooms and I want to get people to get an airline ticket or rent a car or vice versa. And that pure play cross sell is not really what Google is looking for and typically also not what users are looking for. And so going back to structured data, what structured data really allows these websites and ultimately Google to understand is what is it that's taking place on these pages and how, how am I able to interpret that for different search intent? And yes, structured data plays a huge role in there. And that's definitely a major ranking factor. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking
0: for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So you mentioned intent, and I think that that's really the tricky thing about the travel industry where there is a large research component where people are trying to understand where to go, what are the events to do, reading reviews. They take a lot of signal from you know people that they don't know, right? This is a place where reviews might be the most impactful, maybe with the exception of e-commerce, but then there is a huge kind of standardized transactional component as well. How do brands or how should brands basically inform Google of what the intent of their pages are and how do you wall off those experiences from being transactional to research so Google knows how to think about you know, the page and doesn't think that you're just going for
1: the pure cross sell. A really good point, Ben. And fundamentally, it comes down to not only just SEOs, but the webmasters and, and the engineers behind these experiences, ensuring that they're displaying the most valuable asset and expectation of that page right up front and in the most user-friendly way to the visitor. And so this means that. If you're trying to create a selection experience, so you're trying to create an experience where there's multiple options, say for hotel rooms or flights, the ability to have the most relevant and useful set of results on that page is absolutely critical. And that's very hard for a lot of these brands and OTAs to do. And that's because in some cases, you don't have the selection. In other cases, you don't have the structured data to present that selection. And so that is why for years now, we've seen the ability for TripAdvisor to control a lot of the real estate in this particular category because they really do have that selection that they've incorporated into various experiences within their page, whether it be review-based, map-based, um, carousel-based. When you look at activities on their, on their site, it's very carousel-based. Those types of experiences really enrich and keep the user on those pages and have allowed these websites to really control the rankings and, and ultimately the ranking factors that we see most visible in our data.
0: Honestly, Jordan, I'm confused. The experiences in travel are are hybrid experiences, right? You're You're doing research and a lot of time that goes into booking and clarifying to Google what the intent of a page is you know, there are multiple intents on these pages. So like, I understand what you're saying about you need to create a user experience that really addresses the page. But often it is, I'm thinking about booking this hotel. I want to make sure it's in the right area. Yes, it is. I'm going to book here. Uh, you know, it seems like there is a reason to have multiple different formats of content on these travel pages. I'll give an example. My favorite travel site is a site called Mr. And Mrs. Smith dot com. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Love your work. Uh, and whether they have visibility or not, I'm not sure. But, you know, they have a lot of content on their transactional pages to try to inform you about what to expect from the experience of staying at their boutique hotels. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is an example of, yeah, there's a lot of transactional stuff on the page and a lot of content that talks to you about the experience as well. So to me, that's a great experience. I don't know if it generates a lot of visibility, but it's that's the confusing thing about this industry to me.
1: It is a little bit confusing, and maybe an example can help us. So when we talk about say activities, right? Let's say we want to do activities in a city like San Francisco. A city like San Francisco has a variety of different activities that might be available to visitors. Things from like you know the big red buses to visiting museums to art, you know exhibits. There's a variety of options in a city like. San Francisco. What we do know from the data is that if you're going to create a solid mobile experience, nearly 30% of the results for activities in a city like San Francisco will have a map experience on the page. So let me repeat that. The mobile experience for 30% of the rankings for activities in a city like San Francisco will have a map on it. And that makes a ton of sense. It also really Exemplifies like what is the experience expectation for someone looking for an activity, and that I think is really kind of connecting those dots and the ability to do that across what is a very unique and very uh, expansive uh, set of content is very very hard to do. And I think that if you're a brand, it's very different than if you're a content aggregator versus a an OTA. But the reality is that the brands really only focus on their brand and what they can own for their brand. The other two are trying to kind of constantly compete across all these different categories and subcategories within the travel category. I mean, I think my
0: takeaway here is that the travel industry is very nuanced, right? You have the, the three different types of players between the brands, the aggregators, the pure content plays. And the experiences can be very blended you know, specifically for the brands and for the aggregators of where you're putting content and what is transactional, you know, the, the biggest highlight and the biggest ranking factor that we could point out is th- throw a map on the page. Location really matters. And outside of that, you know, figuring out your experience and, you know, testing and understanding what's going to work for your specific brand, the ranking factor here is you have to test and figure it out yourself.
1: I mean, when we look at the number of organic results for travel, we notice that it is much lower than many of the other industries. What I mean by that is the number of actual blue links on the page is much less. And the reason being is that, you know, Google themselves are trying to consume real estate in the travel industry. What I mean by that is, to be even more specific here, is that Google themselves is putting their map experience, they're putting their knowledge graph experience. In fact, On desktop, nearly 60% of the travel queries we analyze have a knowledge graph. And that means that Google is trying to consume something about the travel experience. You know, obviously, Google has their own kind of travel search experience now. I wouldn't be surprised if Google even expands this more this year, which is how do we as Google really try to help users answer the question they have by creating new, unique experiences within the SERP? And I know that's a lot to handle for some of our listeners, but that that is really kind of where Google's trying to go here. And that's largely why it's a very um it's a very difficult category to like pinpoint and just say, this is the one factor, go focus on it.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, the the ranking factor, I don't know if it's a ranking factor, but you know, Google being interested in taking over the experience of presenting more content to the consumer and you know, basically taking the air out of the tires of the industry as far as visibility goes. Is I don't know if that's a ranking factor, but it's definitely something to be addressed. And, you know, as you're thinking about your search strategy, understand that, you know, there might be less opportunity for search in this industry moving forward. Correct. Yep. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, Search Metrics, as CEO and lead SEO strategist. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find the link to his bio in our show notes, or you can send him a tweet where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J T K O E N E. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions, or if you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes, or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Schaap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss the ranking factors that impact visibility in the healthcare industry. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.